Hey everyone, my name is Eric Escobar and I'm the Tech Talker. For many of us in the tech world, September means a new release of an iPhone. And that's exactly what happened at Apple's keynote last week when CEO Tim Cook announced the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, as well as the Apple Watch. If you're wondering what's new with the latest line of Apple products and whether they're right for you, you're in luck because that's exactly what I'll be covering this week. Generally, the releases come in a major and minor revision. For example, there has traditionally been an S version such as 3GS, 4S, and 5S, which are minor version upgrades with speed increases and a few new features. Put your website to work while you play. A website works 24-7, so no matter where you are or what you're doing, people can still find you online. Start building your website today at GoDaddy. It starts with a .com domain name in our promo code TALKER199 at checkout to get your .com domain name for just $1.99. Now, some limitations do apply, so see the website for details. And again, the promo code is TALKER199. This year, however, was a major version change from the 5S, 5C combination to the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus. The most obvious difference in looking at the 6 and 6 Plus are their sizes. The iPhone 6 screen is larger than the iPhone 5S by a whopping 0.7 inches, and the iPhone 6 Plus is 1.5 inches larger at a total of 5.5 inches. It may not sound like much, but when you actually look at a mock-up of how large it actually is, it's gigantic. If you don't believe me, check out a link in the show notes where I've put in a printable size template of how large the iPhone actually is. What I find especially crazy is that the iPhone 6 Plus has the same resolution as my computer monitor. It sports a 1920 by 1080 resolution, and the screen is just 5.5 inches, which is full HD and extremely impressive. The iPhone 6 has a 1334 by 740 resolution, which is still really impressive given its size. Even though the screens of this phone are high resolution, you probably won't be able to tell the difference since the screens pack the pixels in so tight that it's impossible to see them with the human eye. As expected, the new iPhones are both thinner than their predecessors. In my opinion, I would much rather have a thicker phone that had a larger battery than a few millimeters shaved off. However, Apple's trend has always been towards thinner. The iPhone 6 and 6 Plus boast better battery life and power management. The new A8 chip claims to be 25% faster, but 50% more energy efficient. The battery in both phones is bigger than that of their predecessors, which is to be expected given their huge screen size. But because the iPhone 6 Plus has a larger battery than the iPhone 6 does to power its massive screen, it also has a slightly longer battery run than the iPhone 6. To put it into perspective, if you were watching a movie on your iPhone, the 5S would get 10 hours of video playback, the new iPhone 6 would get an advertised 11 hours of playback, and the iPhone 6 Plus would have about 14 hours of video playback. The iPhone 6 and the iPhone 5S appear to have comparable battery lifespans, but the increase in lifespan of the iPhone 6 Plus's battery is a pretty large leap. The new phones also sport a brand new barometric sensor that allows you to see changes in air pressure around you. With the new sensor, you can accurately measure elevation changes, which could be extremely useful in fitness apps. For example, let's say you went on a tough bike ride with a lot of elevation change, or you were running up and down stadium stairs. With any of the previous iPhones, this would not be mapped in a fitness app very well. But with the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, you can capture this third dimension in all of your workouts. 
I also foresee the barometric sensor being useful in weather apps, which look for a change in atmospheric pressure to detect storms. In travel apps, I could also see it being able to detect when you've taken off and when your flight has landed. App developers will also have access to this sensor, so I'll be really interested to see what applications they come up with. Because the new iPhones include a wider range of LTE bands and the Wi-Fi AC band, which is faster than N, we should also see an improvement in the communication speeds that the phone has. This upgrade will allow users to make calls over Wi-Fi, which I think is pretty amazing for times when you're stuck somewhere without cell service, but you have access to Wi-Fi. Now you can make a call with your phone number instead of going through another app or service. Next, let's talk about the camera. Both models of the iPhone 6 have the ability to record in 1080p at 60 frames per second. This will make for less blurry and more seamless videos. The cameras will also allow you to take slow motion video at 120 frames per second and 240 frames per second, and even take time-lapse video. The camera also has better image stabilization and allows for a giant 43 megapixel panorama. Thanks again to today's sponsor, GoDaddy. This summer, put your website to work while you play. A website works 24-7, so no matter where you are or what you're doing, people can still find you online. Start building your website today at GoDaddy. It starts with a .com domain name and your promo code TALKER199 at checkout to get your .com domain name for just $1.99. Now, some limitations do apply, so see their website for details. Last but not least in the feature department comes NFC or near-field communication, which is used for mobile payments. NFC allows you to link your credit card with your phone so that when you pay for something at stores with Apple Pay installed, all you have to do is wave your phone over the sensor, which will process the payment. And you'll need to use your fingerprint sensor for identification. Google Wallet has tried to implement this similar system in the past, but it hasn't become mainstream yet. With Apple Pay, though, I think that Apple may be able to finally pull it off. It will be really interesting to see how mobile payments develop over the next few months. The one downside about NFC that I see, though, is that developers don't appear to have access to the NFC controller, which means that you won't be able to read, write, or pair with NFC devices or tags. This may have been left out of the announcement so as not to detract from mobile payments, but I really hope they release it. So how much is this going to cost you? Well, the 6 Plus will cost $299 for the 16GB version. 399 for the 64 gigabyte version and 499 for the 128 gigabyte version. And you also heard me right, they skipped from 16 gigabytes to 64 gigabytes, leaving out the 32 gigabyte model. The 6 is exactly $100 cheaper than every storage size of its 6 Plus counterpart. The release has also pushed down the price of the iPhone 5S to $149 in case you're not ready to shell out for the much larger phone. And of course, all of these quoted prices come with a two-year contract. If you want to buy it free and clear, expect to pay $450 more per phone up front. Along with their new phones, Apple also released a watch, which I'll cover more in detail in an upcoming blog post. With all of this media excitement surrounding the new Apple products, I'm curious about what you think. Was there a certain feature that you were looking for? Was the release awesome news or a bitter disappointment? How do you think it will compare to the next release of Google's Nexus line? Shoot me an email or post on my Facebook page. I'd love to hear about it. Well, that's it for today. Be sure to check out all of my earlier episodes at techtalker.quickanddirtytips.com. And if you have any further questions about this podcast or want to make a suggestion for a future episode, post them on the Tech Talker Facebook page. 
And until next time, I'm Tech Talker. Keep me technology simple.